Welcome in, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? It is a Monday edition of Steel Man and Thune without Thune. Thune will be on from 2 to 6. Parker will be on uh, beginning with Locked In at 2 o'clock with Tyler McComas and The Rush with Tyler later today. What do we have happening today? General radio mediocrity right here from noon to 2 with yours truly and the one, the only, only uh, Connor Pasby. Connor, how we doing over there? Gee, mini Christmas. What do they have a throne for you over there? It looks like I'm doing a show with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yeah. What are you sitting on? Sorry, man? I like I like to sit pretty high here. Jeez. Not not a very big guy, so I like to be up to the mic. But holy uh. cow, the Napoleon <laughs> complex is real, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking. My neck is craning so hard. Where are you? Jeez. Jeff, Jeff, pretty good weekend. Uh, too short. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was good. Went to see. Uh, I'll tell you what I did. I cut the cord on cable. Uh, finally, I'm still terrified, but I cut the cord because at one point we had a $462 cable bill that included Oof. a telephone that we didn't use and didn't even know the number to. So that was cut. The cord was cut. Like, can the old man survive? I think I can because really for the old guy that I am, I'm pretty decent with a lot of the tech stuff. I'm decent. Now, I'm not saying I'm good. You wouldn't play me. I would be Davis Bevel in the Cotton Bowl if you put me in a really difficult situation, but I can get by. So what do we go to? We go to Roku? Is that? We're still trying to make that decision. Still trying to make it, I think okay. Shay was leaning towards Hulu and, like, Roku or Not some, bad. Some yeah, I think Roku's the way to go. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. So uh, my wife was determined, we're getting every cable box out of here except one. So she's rounding up the cable boxes, and we're off to Cox. Because well, I shouldn't have said that. We're off somewhere to the Acme Cable Company, and we had like eight cable boxes in this giant cardboard box, and said, "There you go." So, so anyway, that's that's all I got to say about that. So we cut the cord. Uh, went to see Oppenheimer. It was long, but it was good. I could tell my wife thought, "Yeah, it's okay." You know, she, I think she kind of liked it. I really liked it. But it was overly long. Uh, but it was really good. YouTube TV Steely says the 580. All right, we may yes, get some good, votes yeah. today. We may get some votes today. Shay, if you're listening, it's probably on a conference call, but if you're listening, record these votes accordingly. So how we doing? Everything good? Yeah, it's good. Uh, speaking of movies, we went to go see – I got drugged in to go see Barbie Saturday with my fiance. Uh, so I had, so to, you, had to tough it out. It was actually a pretty good film. You have completed one half of Barbie Heimer, and I have two. So – you, you are gonna, I might go just to see Margot Robbie. That's pretty good. Just worth the price of admission. You're there, gonna right? hate. You're gonna hate me seeing this. We tried Oppenheimer. Uh, I think it was Friday night. We left in the middle of the film. I really? hate saying that. I we're not big history guys, and I was just completely lost while watching the movie. Mm, you left. You got, you got a you got a present, then a past, and it kept going back and forth. We were just. I was just so confused. You quit on Oppenheimer. <laughs> I did. I quit. Jeez. Three-hour film. We're right in the middle. I'm like, oh, man, we got an hour and 45 minutes left in this. I don't know if we can do this. Okay, use the Roku. Went to YouTube TV. Wish I'd done it sooner. A lot of votes for YouTube TV, ladies and gentlemen. Steely, go with Amazon. YouTube TV on your Amazon Fire TV will change your life. YouTube TV on your Amazon Fire. Remember that? Let me write that down. YouTube TV on your Amazon Fire. Because there are a lot of exclamation points with that one. I mean, a bunch. I do see a bunch of people going to YouTube TV. Seems like that's 
trending for a lot of people now. Shea was finally like, uh, I know you don't like change, Mike, but these cable boxes are out of here. You know, and she was, I mean, she was ripping cords out of walls and everything and stacking cable boxes on top of each other. And she was bound and determined to get in there and sever the deal. I feel like cable is dead now. It's like everybody's going to, well, we got Roku, then YouTube TV, of course. There's just so many different platforms now. We had, I'm not kidding, a $462 cable bill. Yeah, you don't want to pay that much. And we, at one point, we even had a $512 cable bill. I mean, that's a freaking car payment for some people. Or maybe a house payment. So we finally cut the cord. Also, I was interested, uh, this is just a generic segment. We are going to talk a lot of recruiting because Travis Davidson's coming up at 1235. We do have Jesse Crittenden in the next segment. But also to the garage door guy who keeps emailing me and saying, Mike, your appointment is at such and such time. I haven't made an appointment. I know you keep saying I have an appointment with you. And then you're doing this. Mike, as for the question you asked, trying to get me to click on your link, I'm not clicking. All right? You're deleted every day. The garage door guy, I'm not even going to say what company, but Mike, remember your scheduled appointment is for 1 o'clock today. It's like, dude. Stop contacting There's me. no appointments. Do you guys get that too? Have you gotten that in your email? I, I have not. Because I've got a guy who's trying to tell me every day I've got a garage door appointment. And then if I don't answer that one, as for the question you asked earlier, here's the answer. No, I, no question, no appointment, no nothing. Crickets over here. Garage door works fine. So anyway. All right, I'm getting a bunch of different suggestions. Hulu all the way. Cable is outrageous. Yes, we finally uh, severed the cord. I was very proud of my wife because she was on a mission, man. She was on a mission. These cable boxes are going today. And they did. What a time it was with cable. All right. um, Anyway, it was interesting. Okay, uh, what do we have going on recruiting-wise? We have Michael Patterson-McDonald making a decision today. It'll be 515 on his Instagram, or as the cool kids say, Insta. 515 Insta today. Live. Insta Live. Oh, you got to add the live in there. Yeah. Add the live. Insta Live. It'll be on Insta Live. Don't forget your garage door appointment right before that at <laughs> 5 p.m., by the way. but uh, So that's happening today. It's going to be Oklahoma at 515 today. For Michael Patterson-McDonald, uh, we've got a lot of other decisions to talk about. We'll do that with Travis Davidson coming up uh, here in a little bit. It's Oklahoma, Missouri, Houston, and UNLV. Who's the greatest player in UNLV football history? It's got to be Randall Cunningham, right? I would think. Yeah, there's not many names that come to mind for UNLV. I know <laughs> I was going to say Tate Martell, but he didn't really do anything. The five-star kid that... Turned out to be really nothing. He did transfer UNLV at the time, but didn't really play much. Yeah, I'd probably say Cunningham. The only people saying Hulu haven't tried YouTube TV. All right, Shay, if you're listening and you're not on a conference call back at home in the office, uh, it, so far the vote is YouTube TV. So, anyway. All right, 405-651-3439. So, did you try to do the Barbieheimer thing? Did you go to Barbie first and then try to go to Oppenheimer? We did Oppenheimer first, and then I got drugged into Barbie, which I didn't mind it. Oh, wait a minute. I, I'm triggering so many people on here for leaving Oppenheimer. I'm just not a big history guy, so I was just 
I just couldn't follow the movie very well. Young people, I've been trying to tell you, <laughs> their attention span, a three-hour movie, that is like that is like an impossibility. That's like waterboarding a young person. You can't put a young person like Connor through a three-hour movie. You can't. Even though it'll probably win Best Picture. I should have read something before. I should have read a book on it before we went to the movie so I could have some bit of knowledge on it. Yeah. Mike Thomas, yes, 405, good call. Uh, Icky Woods was there. Yeah, I'd still go run to Randall Cunningham. Uh, Mike Thomas, who was at Oklahoma, yes, I remember, uh, was at UNLV. And then he ended up playing. He was a pretty good player for a while with the Washington Redskins running back, just like Dexter Bussey was at uh, Oklahoma for a while. And then I can't remember where Dexter Bussey ended up, but I know he played with the Detroit Lions for a while. I think he was at Oklahoma one season. Okay, everybody is saying YouTube TV for sports by far. So there you go. 405-651-3439. All right, so to get this straight, it sounds like you went to Oppenheimer. You know, you and the young kids had to leave because of your attention span midway through Oppenheimer, and you went into Barbie? The Did you go the, into the Barbie? Ne- the next day. The next day. Oh, went the to next Barbie. day. Okay. I thought you were trying to do, pull off the two-movie deal. No, it doesn't help that my fiance doesn't know much about history either. So She actually wanted to leave first, and I just followed the lead. So, there you well, go. that's probably a good move. <laughs> yeah. I, Shay did. Uh, I had to nudge Shay a couple times during Oppenheimer. Hey, you want any more popcorn? <laughs> They're about to create this atomic bomb, so might want to wake up. So Stay awake. This is very important. That's right. I just didn't want her to be asleep, you know, when the big explosion goes off <laughs> yeah. that rocks the theater, you know. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. Um... Jesse Crittenden's coming up today. We'll get him on the Riverwind Casino hotline. New news, ladies and gentlemen, for Riverwind Casino. We have a brand new Beats and Bites that has been rescheduled. Gin Blossoms are coming to Beats and Bites, and that will be coming up on October 22nd. Remember, they got weathered out basically uh, during the Beats and Bites summer season, which, by the way, we have one more concert uh, Gary Island, August 26th on the Beats and Bites, Beats and Bites stage, the uh, Coupe Works Beats and Bites stage. But uh, we have, and I, I kind of hinted at this, you know, the past couple of weeks, that be looking for a potential fall Beats and Bites concert. We have the Gin Blossoms, October 22nd. You can get your tickets online right now at riverwind.com or if you're uh, at the casino at the box office as well. So a new Beats and Bites scheduled at Riverwind Gin Blossoms, uh, October 22nd. Think about how it should be that night. Pretty cool. You know, they'll start. I think the gates uh, open at 5 o'clock, so uh, the weather will be a lot more cooperative uh, as well. So, anyway. All right, 405-651-3439 on the uh, Kennebel Meyer Chevrolet text line. And we want to thank Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Uh, their number, 405 405- Five seven nine thirty one thirteen. That's four zero five five seven nine thirty one thirteen. You need your AC tuned up. You need some Freon. You need to get it charged. Whatever, just have it looked at. Give them a call. They've been in the business for sixteen years in the metro area, doing fantastic work. Great sooner, great company. Tim Lasher and his company, um, Lasher Home Com- Hump Comfort Systems. Man, why can I speak today? Maybe it's an old thing. Four zero five five seven nine thirty one thirteen. Mike in Springfield. Connor, when I was your age, I managed to sit through Dr. Zhivago. Suck it up, dude. Omar Sharif and Julie Christie, yes, a David Lean film, about three hours long. I, too, survived Dr. Zhivago. 
Fantastic movie. Maybe a little bit too much romance, but, you know, still good. Still good. All right, let's break right here. We'll bring back Jesse Crittenden again with us. He normally comes on at one thirty-five on Mondays. But uh, Porter Moser has a get-together with uh, the media coming up, I think, around 1245 today. Jesse will be covering that, but we will get Jesse on when we get back and talk about the beginning of practice for the Sooners on Thursday. And, uh, again, the Sooners will meet the media, the local media, tomorrow as well. So we've got questions for Jesse. He'll have answers. We'll have that coming up next right here on The Ref. Jesse Crittenden joins us. Mike Steele here along with Connor Pasby. In the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, uh, Parker will be on at 2 o'clock today with uh, Tyler McComas on Locked In and on The Rush today. Jesse, how we doing? Thanks for coming on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. I know you have a presser with Porter Moser to get to here in just a little bit, so we moved you up. But uh, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, hype season is underway. There is no doubt. You know, I even tell myself as a media person, and I think people know where I lean heavily, but never let that affect, you know, your opinion of what you see out there, you know. Uh, but in hype season, it's always the Sooner fans, you know, they tend to drink the Kool-Aid. I drank the Kool-Aid last year. Uh, way too much of it. it. It was a bitter, horribly horrible tasting Kool-Aid by the end of the season. But I'm asking you today, what do you think Sooner fans should legitimately be hyped up about that they can believe in? And what do you think is something maybe they should be leery about as we get ready for fall practice to get underway? Because, you know, the hype train's coming. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think this is a pretty interesting uh, preseason where you've got – where you're coming off a disappointing year like last season that was, you know, obviously one of the, the tougher ones in, in recent memory. But I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic too. So it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, I think the biggest thing to be hyped about truly is is these young players on this team. I, I think whether that's true freshmen like uh, Peyton Bowen or P.J. Atabare or, you know, Jaquace Petaway or Jackson Arnold, or whether it's some of these returning, you know, second-year players like Javante Barnes, Gavin Sawchuck, R. Mason Thomas, Gentry Williams, Jaron Canick. I think, I think that's – I think all of those young players, I think it's worth it to be hyped about them not only because of potential, but I think they're going to play a lot. I, I think on both sides of the ball, you're going to see first and second year players playing a lot and making a big impact. And I think that bodes well, not only for this season, but I think the excitement going into the future, especially with the SEC move. So I, I think that's, I think those are things that, that, that fans should be excited about. The only thing I would be, I would be a little weary about is, is, you know, particularly on defense, obviously last season, uh, OU was one of the worst defenses in the entire country, really bad against the run, really bad on third and fourth downs. I think they were 123rd in scoring defense. Now, I expect the defense to be better, which I know is not a high bar. Uh, but, I, I mean, I expect the defense to be better. But I, I don't know if it's going to be a rags-to-riches kind of transition, particularly because I think this defense is going to be relying on on young players there's going to be a lot of transfer players that, you know, this is their first season at OU. And I think this is still a little bit of a rebuilding project. And I think Brent Venables kind of alluded to that last year. So all that being said, I expect OU to be competitive for a Big 12 title. I think the defense is going to improve. But I do think you're still going to see some growing pains. And, and I definitely don't think this is, you know, going to be the, the final version of this, of this defense under Brent Venables. All right. Uh, the non-conference schedule and the, the schedule as a whole is, you know, it's not a 
the easiest schedule ever, but it's one that Oklahoma should be able to navigate. And you would think win at least nine games, and they probably should win double digits. But when will we know truly what we're seeing with this Oklahoma football team? Will it be that road game at Cincinnati? Will it be the Cotton Bowl? Uh, or can we learn some things even during the preseason, even though the Sooners should run the table pretty easily there? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, it's, sometimes it's hard to know exactly, and especially when you have a non-conference schedule like this, that, you know, where I don't really expect Oklahoma to be challenged too much. I mean, with Arkansas State and SMU and Tulsa. But I do think there are going to be things to, to take away, especially because you look at last year, and I've said this before, but I think there were things that were maybe overlooked about last year's non-conference. I mean, think about that Kent State game where OU was trailing three to nothing. Uh, before the final possession of the first half, and then obviously they went on to win it. But all of the problems that we saw through conference schedule with, you know, the offense sometimes running too fast and not finding momentum or the defense being on the field too long, that was evident in that Kent State game. So I think there are going to be, you know, I think it's going to be important this non-conference schedule to see if problems like that, you know, problems that were there last year, are still there. I do think that SMU game is going to be interesting. I think that's, you know, the SMU offense is going to be good. I think that OU defense will be tested at least a little bit. So I think that's going to be an early uh, litmus test. And then, yeah, I think that game against, you know, at Cincinnati uh, and then home against Iowa State, I think those are, I think there's going to be plenty to learn. I mean, it's Cincinnati's a new environment. You know, I think Cincinnati's going to be decent this year. And then look at a team like Iowa State that, you know, obviously finished last in the Big 12. But their defense was really good last year. And I think OU, I mean, that OU-Iowa State game was pretty close for the majority of that game. So all that said, I think the thing to be looking for the most is, you know, I expect OU to be undefeated going into the Cotton Bowl. But are those problems from last year still there? Are they struggling with complementary football? Is the defense, you know, still struggling? Or are they able to to string some stops together? Um, So, I mean, I do think there are going to be some things to, to glean from the first five weeks or so. You know, when you, uh, you had coaches luncheon last week and you uh, you also hear from some of the players, some of the names that are popping up, clearly Jonah Laulu went to Big 12 Media Days. You're hearing a lot about Connor Near, stories about him. Uh, you know, small school All-American now coming up to a Power 5 uh, conference situation. We'll see what happens there. But you're hearing that name quite a bit. And we're also hearing a lot about Gavin Freeman again. Uh, what about that trio, and is there another name or two you think might surface maybe early in camp to keep an eye on? Yeah, no, I think those are three guys worthy of being mentioned. I mean, I think it was notable that Jonah Laulu went to Big 12 Media Days. He's gained 30 pounds um, since since the offseason. You know, and I think he was up and down last season at defensive end, and he admitted that. But, you know, the coaching staff has moved him to the interior. I think he's more comfortable there. I think he's now at a size that – is going to be more conducive to playing inside. I think he should challenge for a starting spot. Uh, Connor Near is an interesting guy that, you know, obviously, you know, played at Fair State, um, but has a lot of experience. I think he has intangibles that really fit in Venable's defense. Um, you know, I think he's a guy, I mean, Venable's and this coaching staff really like, you know, veteran a veteran presence. I think he brings that, even, you know, at a, from a program like Fair State. And I've been on Gavin Freeman uh, since, since the end of last season. I mean, I think he had two of the most noteworthy plays of all last season. I mean, the touchdown uh, against UTEP, the diving catch against Kansas. Now he's on scholarship. He was a walk-on player last year. Now he's on scholarship. Uh, I think he's I think he's going to play a lot. And I thought it was notable that Brent Venables mentioned Gavin Freeman as maybe the offensive player that had the best spring. So I, I think those are three guys to mention. You know, as far as, 
you know, looking into fall camp, I think Dejon Terry on the interior, you know, from Tennessee and Kansas, I think he's a guy that could propel up the depth chart. I think someone like R. Mason Thomas at defensive end could, you know, could maybe work his way out of the logjam at defensive end. I think this fall camp is going to be really interesting because I think there are several position battles uh, that are that are going to be had. I think the team has more depth than they did last year, and I think the young guys are going to get more of a chance than they, did, than they did last year. So I think these first couple weeks of fall camp are going to be pretty telling. Jesse, I know you got to run. you got to cover that Porter Press Conference. We appreciate your time. We will talk again as soon as uh, next Monday, obviously. Uh, but we yeah, always absolutely. appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Jesse Crittenden joining us and uh, doing a great job for OU Insider. Hey, there's news, breaking news from Riverwind Casino. We've got a brand-new Beats and Bites show. My man uh, Colin, you know, he's kind of hinting, yeah, you might be looking for something maybe in the fall, perhaps. October 22nd, the Gin Blossoms. Gin Blossoms at the Beats and Bites Festival. Fall date now, October 22nd. Remember, they got weathered out earlier. That show did. So put this on your calendar, October 22nd, for the Gin Blossoms on the Coupe Works Beats and Bites stage. October 22nd, Fall Beats and Bites. I like the idea of Fall Beats and Bites, too. They had the Bedlam Beats and Bites last year. Huge success. Tickets for these shows are only 10 bucks a piece. That is a bargain, ladies and gentlemen, and old man all caps. That is a bargain. Again, food trucks everywhere, same deal. Kids under 12 get in free. So think about that show October 22nd. The Gin Blossoms on the Coop Aleworks Beats and Bites stage. What do we have coming up for August at the Showplace Theater? Dwight Yoakam, August 19th. Counting Crows, August 25th. And then we have another Beats and Bites show. It's the final one of the summer season with Gary Allen on the Beats and Bites stage August 26th. Always something happening uh, music-wise at Riverwind Casino. Of course, they've got the 3,000 electronic games now. They've got a Skyloft gaming area, Oasis gaming area, non-smoking gaming area. Uh, the best games, the best bars and dining, incredible hotel, great service, tremendous promotions. It's all happening all the time at Riverwind Casino. They are simply the best. Okay, let's break right here. Come back. Grill boy, Travis Davidson. We're going to grill him about recruiting Michael Patterson-McDonald today. 515 on Insta Live. Yeah, that's right. I'm nearly 60, and I said Insta Live, man. I got this. I I don't have this. I don't have it, but I'll fake it. Stay with us. Coming right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. You think there's a dude sitting around the uh, garage door company? We'll call it Acme Garage Door Company. That's just on his computer going, you know what? I'm going to send an invite to this guy. M. Steely at <laughs> and I'm going to send in a minute an, an invite and, and say you've got an appointment today you've got a garage door appointment with us here at Agme Garage Door Company and I'm going to send it every single day until he responds just attacking the olds and when he tells stealing. me finally to shut the hell up then I'm going to say as for your question Mike Here's the answer. And I'm going to send that every day. Every day. Not just every other day. Every day. Anybody else getting this stuff? Mike, your garage door appointment is today at 1 o'clock. Even though you're on the radio at 1 o'clock, you have a garage door appointment with us. <sighs> we do have an appointment with Travis Davidson right now. How are we doing, Trav? Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I'm starting to think this garage door uh, thing must be a like a bad joke. Like the, hey, is your refrigerator running? Uh, back, Hey, back in the day, man, the days before 
Caller ID, we harass people to no end. So this is probably cosmic payback is what it is. The garage door guy coming at me every day because we used to call people, I mean, endlessly. It was ruthless. So, you know, it all comes back to you in some way, shape, or form. Okay, Michael Patterson McDonald today, 515 on Insta Live. And this is a done deal for Oklahoma, right? Certainly feels like it, uh, especially when you look at the other schools in the top four, um, Missouri, Houston, and UNLV. Obviously, Barry Odom's doing some good stuff out at UNLV. He's already landed the commitment of one Oklahoma um, prep player and Caden McGee, the athlete, uh, like I said, out of Muskogee. Uh, but y- y- when you look at this, this isn't exactly uh, the murderer's row that you look at for maybe like a like Caden Durham that releases the A&M, LSU, and OU, or, you know, David Stone that's got the Miami and Florida and, and, and you know, all, all these different schools. Like, when you look at it and it's Missouri, Houston, UNLV, you're just hoping and praying we better land this guy, especially with him being from Moore. Yeah, interesting, and uh, ties, obviously, to David Stone, and we'll talk more about that later, but let's move on to williams Winery. We are thinking August 7th. It's going to be around that time. Visit to Oregon. People were freaking out because he didn't make it to Oklahoma. I think you have detailed the reasons why. There was some kind of disciplinary deal with the parents. It didn't appear to be a huge deal. But you also, you know, you had promised Oregon that there was going to be a trip, and you've got flights booked and all of that stuff. So it's much more difficult to get out of that situation uh, than to get to Oklahoma. Plus, he's been to Oklahoma like six or seven times. He's lived on campus to a certain extent. Um, but with, with Winery and uh, David Stone, Travis, don't you think that even though, you know, Missouri's made a strong push here on Williams Winery, David Stone, you know, some people think he's been a silent commitment, you know, or whatever. But how important those ties are to both those guys, Winery, the Lee Summit North guys, you know. Uh, Jamar Mosey, Isaiah Mosey, David Stone is Oklahoma buddies he grew up with playing football. Xavier Robinson, Michael Patterson McDonald, Caden Durham, guys like that. You know, Caden Durham obviously hasn't committed to Oklahoma, and we'll see what's going to happen. It's down to Oklahoma, LSU, and A&M. But do you think it'll be the ties that those guys have, Stone and Winery, with the some of the kids who are already committed to Oklahoma and some that may be committed to Oklahoma that could be the difference? What do you think? Yeah, I think it, it certainly can help, right? Because no no kid commits to any school for one reason, right? People are like, you know, they'll say, hey, no kid's ever committed for this reason. Well, everything, probably two dozen factors, you know, can all be at play, uh, you know, whether that's location, whether it's NIL, whether it's relationships with kids they grew up with, whether it's relationships with the coaching staff, uh, scheme fit, anything like that, so... Anything you can get to work in your favor, um, obviously you'll you'll definitely take it, and you'll kind of lean into that as well as kind of what sets you apart from other schools. When Brent Venables first took over, you know, obviously some of the questions he was asked in his first press conferences was kind of his approach to NIL and and recruiting, and he had always said we want to be relational, not transactional. Now. That doesn't mean that NIL isn't a part of these recruitments. It most certainly is. Oklahoma is definitely playing the NIL game. You have to play the NIL game uh, in in modern-day recruiting to have a chance. But 
but relational is what they're going to lean on. Transactional is when it's the whole thing. You basically say, hey, name your price, boom, done, okay, cool, we'll introduce you to the coaches whenever you get here. But they're, they're going full-blown relationships. Uh, you had mentioned, obviously, Jamar Mosey, uh, his coach at Lee Summit North, Isaiah Mosey, one of his one of his closest friends, uh, is I believe crystal balled or future casted yep. to the Sooners. Just got his, Kamari Moore, obviously. Kamari for Moore just just committed, right? And he's who lines up next to Williams Winery. So those two know each other very well. Kamari Moore has already been all over Twitter in the replies saying, "Hey, I got to get my brother to Norman." So I know a lot of people, especially on the Missouri side, think, "Oh, Jamar Mosey's just pushing him to OU, just pushing him to OU." That's simply just not the case, you know. That, that it seems to be more of an excuse. Uh, he's got a lot of relationships. He's he's said publicly that his best relationships are with Chavis and Bates. I mean, those guys um, are are some of the best recruiters in the country. Bates, obviously, being a former Rivals Recruiter of the Year nationally, uh, and and Chavis coming fresh off a five star commitment from one of Williams Winery's buddies, PJ Adebayo. So. A lot of things working in the Sooners' favors here. Yes, I, I believe Parker was the first one to announce on these airwaves, a report on these airwaves, that August 7th was the kind of target date for an announcement. It sounds like the family is ready to kind of just be done with this. Um, but outside of the, I mean, Missouri's got a strong NIL game, but OU certainly does too. And... I guess Missouri can say, you know, the, the stay home pitch, but pretty much everything else, when you think about development into the NFL, playing in the SEC, relationships with the players, relationships with the coaches, this, that, and the other, I mean, there, there's just too many things on the list where OU clears everybody else. All right, what do you think's going on with Caden Durham? We had thought uh, it was going to be August 25th. He tweets over the weekend that he's moving that commitment up date up it's down to oklahoma lsu and texas a&m uh what what are we thinking there so i know a lot of people assumed based on that social media activity that it was just oh well he's off to lsu i've already seen you know some on social media saying well it was fun while it lasted you know he's off to lsu wish him the best you know this that and the other i think what we kind of witnessed there because he was there with some buddies right colin simmons kind of that whole duncanville crew I think we witnessed a little bit of post-visit high or during visit high. The farther we can get away from that, the better. I'm not saying that, you know, I think Caden Durham's an OU lock right now or anything like that. I, I think LSU may have pulled ahead a bit, but I think OU's got probably a little bit of time to to get back into it. Whenever he tweeted there was going to be announcement, an announcement at 3 o'clock, I believe that was yesterday, yep. whenever, he tweet, whenever he tweeted that out, the majority of especially OU fans thought, well, you know, he moved, he's at LSU, he moved the commitment date up, and he just said he's going to make an announcement at three. The fact that that wasn't a commitment to LSU and instead just a top three is great news, obviously, for OU. But j- just getting him kind of further down the line and showing you, hey, look, you can be part of this class. Say Michael Patterson McDonald commits tonight at 515 on Instagram Live. You know, that's just another feather in the hat for OU saying, hey, we got another one of your buddies. You've got you've got the area code 405 tattooed on your leg. Come on, come play for the <laughs> yeah. home team, man. So, again, I think, you know, it was a post-visit high situation, and OU fans should be thrilled that that announcement yesterday was just a top three. 
There you go. All right. Anything else you want to add that you think we need to know? We've got, obviously, Michael Patterson, McDonald. Uh, Brandon Drum is telling me, yes, he's a done deal for Oklahoma. Uh, Williams Winery again is, uh, we're thinking around August 7th. That'll be interesting. You've got Josh Isosa, August 14th. Uh, Caden Durham was going to be the 25th that he's moving that up. We don't have the official date yet. David Stone on the 26th of August. Braden Platt is out there. Nigel Smith is out there. We have September dates for them, September 4th and September 8th. Michael Boganowski, uh, mule shoe, trying to make a move. He's all, you know, he's hurt somewhere. You know where? Because... Of the Taylor Tatum deal, what do you think there with SC offering uh, Michael Boganowski? Yeah, I think it's a little odd. I mean, that's happened a couple times actually since the staff changeover, um, where you know that staff has has offered somebody really late uh, after OU's been after him for a while, or even I'm pretty sure it was like R. Mason Thomas maybe or something like that. Once they got the OU offer, it was like 30 minutes later. All of a sudden, he tweets out that he got a USC offer too. Like, so sometimes they they don't wait so long. But no, Boganowski. It seems like it's going to be uh, down to OU and the the schools of the Sunflower State, uh, specifically uh, Kansas State, where his father has a great relationship with that position coach. He recruited his father way back in the day. So again, we can we can talk about relationships with Winery and how they uh, help so much. You know, they they help other places too, you know, believe it or not. But, you know, you keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on Grant Bricks, obviously. Um, took the visit to Nebraska, but he was here for the party at the Palace. If we get Grant Bricks in this class, then, I mean, I know a lot of people have been hand-wringing over Bill Biedenboe's class so far. As you saw other people, you know, pick up commitments, obviously, um, like Bennett Warren committing today to Tennessee. You've seen some others kind of fall by the wayside. If you get Grant Bricks in this class... It, it doesn't matter. That's that's the best offensive lineman in the country, according to some people, and Parker Thune being one of them. I know he talks about him a bunch. but uh, So keep an eye, obviously, on kind of a, a commitment date to come out for him. But, but no, I think, uh, I think everything's going as scheduled. I think August is going to be an extremely strong month. And then if they're able to lock down specifically those defensive line targets in August, then – they can basically turn all of their attention to Dominic McKinley and and use those peer recruiting ties. If you've got other, you know, five stars leaning on them, you know, you can put yourself in a good position for the uh, big five-star defensive tackle out of Louisiana. There you go, the one and only Travis Davidson. Thank you so much, Travis. Appreciate your time today. And, of course, we'll be talking again soon. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Travis Davidson, our man in Tulsa, the grill boy himself, uh, has been a great addition to the station for us, no question. All right, we'll break right here. Mike Steely, Connor Pasby with you here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Just got some new insight from Brandon Drum uh, as well. Really good stuff, really good stuff. We'll tell you about coming up on the other side of the break. And uh, once again, there it's, it's that time of the year, man. It's that time of the year. Thursday will officially be underway with practices. Uh, coaches meeting the media early tomorrow down in Norman. Players meeting the media later in the afternoon. So let's take a quick break right here. Come back on the Home of Sooner fans. All right, we are back. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby today. We've got Parker uh, doing two to six today. Good to have you along in this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the one. And only Connor Pasby coming out of the bullpen again. Dr. Bellardo in the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma. You want to deal with the best? They are the best. They have been doing uh, vision correction. 
uh, cataract surgery now for over 20 years. They've been the leaders in the field here in the area. You can book an appointment with Dr. Bellardo and his professional team uh, at 405-755-7700, 405-755-7700 for your free consultation from Dr. Bellardo, or you can go online to alcok.com, alcok.com. Dr. Bellardo and his staff will make you feel relaxed and at home. It's a really simple, easy procedure, and uh, they do a great job. So if you want to see far and you want to see near, you know you have to go. You have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center with Dr. Bellardo. By the way, from uh, our friend Brandon Drum, some of the insight on what's going on, why Missouri has made a late push with uh, Williams Winery. One of the advantages, Brandon texted me, By the way, in Missouri, NIL can be paid to in-state high school kids committed to in-state schools while they finish their senior year. So, eventually, this happens, uh, he's saying, after they're actually signed. But um, what that means, let's say williams Winery in December signs with Missouri and then immediately he can get started getting paid NIL money. That's something they passed in Missouri. So probably pretty smart. Yeah, I can play play a big factor. Don't worry about it. The NCAA will be right on top of this, though. Jeez. Ridiculous. Yeah, get paid right away before actually stepping on campus. So uh, anyway, that is what we're looking at. So I asked, so if he signs with Missouri, he would be eligible in December. He says yes, but here's the deal. Let's say Williams Winery commits to Oklahoma and then is an early enrollee for the Sooners, you know, coming in January, one of those situations. Then that NIL money, again, you're only looking at what would be, I guess, a one-month situation. I don't know, but it's very, you know, everybody's trying to bend the rules here because there are no rules. The only rule is not supposed to be used for enticement, right? Yeah, I guess it matters if it plays a big factor to Williams Winery himself, if that's a huge deal for him for NIL. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like uh, Travis said, and we've been talking about this for a while because I think there was this idea out there you know, for a while that Oklahoma wasn't real serious about the NIL game because Brennan kind of talked about, you know, as Travis said, he wants his relationships to be more relational than transactional. Uh, there are a lot of places, Texas A&M, uh, that are more transactional, it certainly looks like. But that doesn't mean you can't play the game. And I think the Sooners have stepped up their NIL game in a big way, in a very big way. Now, again, are, you saw what's going on with Miami and the big booster there. It's not oh, looking yeah. good. Not looking good, which is good news maybe for the rest of the country. Uh, but the Sooners are doing a much better job, you know, in NIL. They're, they're very competitive. And I think they realized last year, maybe because the gap was wider than expected, maybe with a guy like DJ Hicks, that they're going to have to step it up. So, I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen there. It'll be very interesting but uh, the Sooners are, you know, like I said, you've got to play the NIL game. It's like being a golfer now, and you're going to use a persimmon head driver or something, you know, while Rory and, you know, all these other players are driving the golf ball 375, 400 yards. No, I'll stick with mine, you know, uh, my old school driver and hit it 270. That'll be good. You've got to play the game to a certain extent. Yeah, it feels so. like you got to get part of it, especially if it's a number one player in the country. You know dang sure that NIL is going to – play a factor for 
that kid and his decision uh, to go to uh, school. Yeah. So and a guy like anyway. David Stone, who's up there as well. Okay, uh, so it's going to be interesting. Michael Patterson McDonald again today at five fifteen on uh, Insta Live. If you want to check that out. So, uh, you know, it's a done deal for Oklahoma. It's going to happen for the Sooners. That'll put Oklahoma up to 17. Not sure where it will put them in the rankings. The Sooners right now in Rivals are 16. On three, they're 16. 247 Sports, they're 15. But they're moving on up. They have 16 commitments now. This will make it 17 for Oklahoma. And uh, they certainly have a lot of momentum right now in this class. There's no doubt. Emmett Jones, man, he's been on fire. I mean, he's been absolutely what a great hire for OU. Getting some big-time receivers in. It's a mixture of, like, all kinds of different receivers, whether short or, you know, big, long receivers. you got some fast guys around the edge, so it's a nice mixture for what Evan Jones is doing so far. You've got two tiny guys in K.J. Daniels and Zion Raggins with great speed, and then you've got, like, Ivan Carrion, who's 6'6". Some you've big bullies Zion, on the outside. Zion Kearney, 6'2". I mean, you've got uh, you've got some size as well. Dozy Azucama, I think, is 6'2", uh, 6'3". Six six yeah. So, it's a well-rounded receiving class, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a break right here. Some guy's complaining about me, complaining about the garage door stuff. Okay, sorry we did a minute on that. Pony up some money for a recruiting service, all right? If you want just all recruiting, are you too cheap to do that? Shut up. We'll be right back. We've got another hour to go right here on The Ref. All right, talking with Connor Pazby today and you. Yeah, we got two men talking. Welcome back, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's 405-651-3439. Patrick, someone's fired up today. Yeah, I got a little bit fired up there. Greg from Lawton, screw the garage door guy. Both of them, I enjoyed the story, Steely. Here's what drives me crazy. I don't like losing my temper that much, but sometimes if you think it's just your way to get a recruiting service, all right, that's fine. We talk more recruiting than any of the stations in this market by miles. It's not even close, not even the same ballpark, not even in the same zip code. But the minute a couple of these recruiting nicks, you know, you, you venture away for a few minutes and, oh, my God, you know, it's like really – Spend about a minute and a half on garage If you don't like the show, that's fine. We don't like you either. That's fine. Don't listen. But I'm just talking to this one guy. But at the same time, you know, don't ever say anything but OU recruiting. Stick to it. You know what? I pay more at 7-Eleven than some of these recruiting services (laughs) cost per month every day or for a breakfast sandwich. You can afford it, dude. Sorry we broke off your schedule for 60 seconds. Other than that, shut the hell up. So anyway, oh, baby. I just, you know, it's like we've trained these people like it's some of these people, probably about 2%, that every second has to be on recruiting and what David Stone's doing or what Williams Winery's doing. When we do it more than any other station by miles, it's not even close. But you venture away for two seconds or you tell what you think might be an amusing story for five seconds. Maybe it wasn't that amusing. To that guy. Obviously, it wasn't. But, oh, my God. Talk recruiting. <laughs> God. So glad my we life is We need the season to shallow. get here. Holy smokes. Yes, we do. I'm just glad my life isn't that shallow, <laughs> that I'm tied up in a 17- and 18-year-old kid every day of my life. And I love talking about it. I do. But it's just those people, like that one dude, that will make me blow a gasket. 
Here's something positive, Knivmeyer Chevrolet text line. Emmett is doing with the receiving core what you want to do, which is make it like a basketball starting fight. Well, yeah, they, like I said, man, they've got speed. You know, we, we talked about when you look at the kid from, uh, from uh, Louisiana, K.J. Daniels, he's 5'9", 150. Look, they're going to get with Schmitty and get a lot bigger. Zion Raggins is the same size, basically. The kid out of great Georgia, but they both have unbelievable speed. You know, and like I said, man, you've got to like Ivan Carrion, 6'6". We talked about Zion Kearney, who's about almost 6'3". We talked about Dozie who's 6'2". Uh, it, it's a nice-looking group. It's no doubt about it. It's a really nice-looking group of receivers. Jeremiah Norman, how dare you all be a radio station? Talk more about Art Vandelay. <laughs> <laughs> 15, true sooner, 15 hours a week of this show, there's room for something else. It's Steely's show, the recruiting news, what color underwear, geez, go to others. Yeah, look, <laughs> I understand not everything's going to be for everybody. Some people, you know, um, you know, I try to talk a little bit about my life. There is more going on. Um, but at the same time, like I said, w- the recruiting information here is if we are like – the Pacific Ocean compared to farm ponds of information maybe that you get. And that's fine. I mean, I'm not talking to the other stations. I got friends at the other stations. There are different philosophies. We're the home of Sooner fans. But guess what? We can venture and talk about other things occasionally. And it's not like we don't talk about recruiting. I feel like we spend the whole summer oh, yeah. gearing up, yeah, talking about Absolutely. recruiting in this process. So, again, and uh, it's been a great – when you look back at late June with what Oklahoma got, they got, what, Ivan Carrion, they got Xavier Robinson, Wyatt Gilmore, James Nesta, Dozie Azukama. In July, you had clearly the five-star running back, Taylor Tatum. You had Devon Mitchell again, um, who is a – you know, was a five-star, you know, if he was still in, in the uh, 2025 class – but in 2024 is a four-star. Basically, what it looks like to me, and look, all these kids, pretty obvious, they don't always live up to their reputation. See Jeremy Calhoun, see, uh, you know, Red Bomar. That was a lot of off-the-field stuff. There are things that happen. R.J. Washington was a five-star. But to me, you take your chances with those highly rated kids. I think Devon Mitchell, based on looking at his tape, his size, I mean, he's a man-child already. With really great athleticism. Basically, I think they're going to end up getting a five-star tight end there. You get him, you get Raggins and Jackson. Uh, what they've been getting uh, you know, recently, it's been unbelievable. Uh, you know, with B.J. Brooks as well. Uh, they're on fire right now. And again, 16 total for uh, the Sooners right now in this class. It'll be 17 today with Mike Hill, Patterson, McDonald committing at 515 on uh, his Instagram live. Pretty pretty good receiving class. You already got that mixed in with guys that you already have with Anderson, Gibson, those two guys who have some size at 6'4 and 6'5. So pretty pretty good job so far for Emmett Jones in this cycle. Caden at 3 o'clock, is that real? Did we just get that? We'll research that. Oh, you Lou. Hmm. That could be from yesterday. Which, I, during that man, I thought he was actually going to make it a commitment at three. I was actually yeah, on that's what he did. Live. That is what he did. Yeah. Um, that is what he did again yesterday. He said announcement coming at 3 o'clock. So, OU Lou, I'm, I'm hoping that there's not a new 3 o'clock out there. But we'll look and check. All right. Uh, P. 
Pee Wee Herman passed away, really, I guess. Oh, wow. He yeah, someone mentioned that earlier, too. Battle with cancer. Oh, can we talk about Pee Wee Herman? Is he, is <laughs> Are he we allowed any, to? Is he on any recruiting list? <laughs> What's his 40 time? Can we talk about him for five seconds? <laughs> so, anyway. So, do, 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 do. Uh, wow, that's 70 years old. Battle cancer. Yeah, 70. Hmm. Too bad. Bad news. Okay. Uh, what else do we have on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line we need to get to? Let's see here. No, we just got all this stuff about Steely. It is your show. You can talk about whatever you want. Well, I'm not going to come on here and talk about garage doors all day, but how <laughs> no. dare we break away for 90 seconds and not give this guy the recruiting information that he wants too cheap to pay for on a uh, recruiting site. You know, wants it all free and he wants it right now. <laughs> so anyway. Doug and Norman, stay off my lawn. It's get off my lawn, Doug. <laughs> come on. It's good off my lawn. Is that the is that my fraternity brother Doug? I'm thinking it might be. Do, 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 do. Steel Man, what you guys think about one by Metallica as the OU walkout song? Since you know there's only one, kind of similar to Inner Sandman for Virginia Tech, Boomer. We do need a song though. Yeah, I know. Uh, which Metallica? Obviously, uh, Inner Sandman, as you said, is is Virginia Tech. So. Classic. Know. What would be a good walkout? Yeah, I know that we OU? we've had talk about a little bit earlier on this summer, but OU, yeah, we need a song. <laughs> Any news about uh, Julie Venables' procedure? Have not seen anything. Certainly, prayers to the Venables family. I believe one hundred percent in the power of prayer. So, seen it work before. Sometimes not every prayer is answered. Maybe it's a lot of them aren't answered on your schedule. Your time schedule, but you can look back sometimes in life. Wow, that was eventually answered. <laughs> it happened five years later, but um, certainly we uh, we are hoping the very best there. That's a lot to deal with. Man, I know. Yeah, I saw that last week. Yeah, I hope yeah. everything goes good for Julia and the family, Venables family. Brent Venables is a strong, passionate dude, man. But that, you know, sometimes you get a lot on your plate, and, you know, he's – He's building the, his program, his culture, but he's he's the kind of guy that can cover all of that because he's a he's a pretty strong dude, no doubt. Big Rick and Owasso walk out song if you want blood by ACDC. For whom the bell tolls, Metallica. Yes, yes. You can't go wrong with Metallica or ACDC. Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question, though. I like that one. All right, so again, 5.15 today, Michael Patterson-McDonald will be making his decision. Uh, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see. We'll, we'll move the Brent clip to the next segment, talk a lot about OU football. Again, tomorrow, local media day. Coaches are going to eat uh, OU as a song. It's called Boomer Sooner, Sooner, and it's one of the greatest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we're taking the bands out of the equation more and more. Does it feel like that? It, uh, no, yeah, it, uh, it does a little bit. I mean, would you rather see, like, the halftime show? I remember my mom used to get really – can I talk about my mom? Is that all right for 60 seconds? I think that's okay. Or is 214 going to be upset because I'm not talking about Josh I. Sosa for – but um, she used to get really mad because the halftime shows, they used to show the band for a portion of the halftime show, like on ABC, 
you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm just I'm just angry at this guy. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. But at the same time, they used to show at least like two minutes of the marching band or whatever. And my mom loved that. You know, that was probably back around the time of the game of the century or whatever. And then they started to go into more highlights because, you know, there are a lot more ways to do a halftime show now. But at the same time, uh, she was very upset about that. But, I mean, let's face it. The bands, the really good marching bands, including the Pride, one of the best, is a huge part of college football. Huge. Yeah. Right? Great tradition for every team. How far, Look, to me, the best 20-minute lead-up to a game is the Cotton Bowl, including the Texas band. When the Sooner fans boo and, you know, Texas has a – you know, Texas has a good band as well. They've got super cheesy-looking outfits, but at the same time, most bands do. So, but how fired up do you get? And it's it, when the bands take the field, it is unbelievable. So, I uh, and that's one of the things about the NFL, and I love the NFL too. But I'll give me college football any day because of the traditions, because of the bands. I think the back when uh, the Commanders were called the Redskins, I think they had a band, if I'm not mistaken. There okay. may be a few more, but it's there's nothing like seeing the I get dotted in Columbus or, you know, the A&M band, as crazy as the Aggies are, the A&M band, and I knew they played the same routine quite a bit, clearly. But it's awesome. When you see it, it's awesome. The so. band and the atmosphere, that's what separates college football from the NFL. No doubt, no doubt. Of course, you know, we're moving closer to semi-pro football right now, you know, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay, let's take a quick break right here. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Going to hear from Brent Venables when we get back. Going to talk about Dylan Gabriel. We're going to talk a ton of Sooner football. Again, decision time for Michael Patterson McDonald today, 515 on his Instagram Live. And it is going to be the University of Oklahoma. And that would put the Sooners at 17 commits in this 2024 class. Break time right here. Coming right back on the ref. There you go. Sooners don't back down by Hinder. Brian pointed that out. There you go. Is that it right there? Yeah, that's it. Brian and Tulsa, yeah. I like it. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, we're going to get uh, Brent Venable's sound here in one second. Uh, mm-hmm. Part of the pride, Patrick at the Mont. Oh, my gosh, the Mont. Love the Mont. Who doesn't love the Mont? Norman, legendary spots. Part of the pride comes in the Monday, Friday nights uh, before home games, and it is an electric. Oh, that's awesome. That's a big time. How about you're at the Monts and you're having some of their great queso and you're out there, you know, on the patio and the pride comes by. That would be nice. Quite the spot to be right there. See, uh, up up close and personal to see the pride. The uh, By the way, Patrick at the Monts, five-star. I'm looking at his text, unlike the dude who just wants free recruiting information out of the uh, Dallas area. Um Rump Arena right next to 16 Chapel. That's good. See? And I remember because T.J. Uh, Perry calls Rump Arena Rump Arena for <laughs> yeah. some reason. So these are all high-quality texts. Very good, Patrick of the Mont. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, preach it, Steely. Bands make college football great. You know, it just gets your adrenaline pumping, man. It's, it's, uh, it's great. 
if you've been up there, whether you're up in the upper deck and you can see the formation when the band comes out and the drum major comes flying out, it's awesome. And uh, I, I don't want to say I enjoy the Texas band, but I enjoy them in that setting because it gets your blood pumping. You get to, you know, as a, as a fan, you're in there, you get to boo the Texas band the whole time they're playing. But, you know, they're pretty good, too, and it just gets the juices flowing. You know, the enemy's here. They're playing their music. How dare they? And then the pride takes the field, whatever. Whoever goes first or second, depending on the home team or what, however they do it. But that 20, 15, 20 minutes leading up to the start of Oklahoma, Texas, is the best environment you can be in. And when you play those small schools like early on in the year, I know some small schools that are known for the band. I think Grambling is one of those. I'm oh, here, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Southern schools, some of the uh, HBCU schools are unbelievable. Pretty cool to see Florida you close. A&M, the drum lines yeah. and everything. Um, really, really awesome. And I remember when the Stanford uh, band last came to Norman. Man, that's been a long time. But the Stanford band, is cr- they're known for their craziness and their costumes. And, yeah. You know, um, the Stanford band, I remember, welcome the Stanford band with a halftime tribute to fresh fruit and vegetables. <laughs> you know, and that's what they were. They were either dressed as... Like a banana, a fruit, or a vegetable. That was it. And playing their instruments the whole time. So, you know, pretty cool. All right, 405. Let's, well, let's play this Brent clip first because we're going to hear from Brent tomorrow, but this will be our orthocentral clip of the day right here. Brent Venables, one of the things he's talked about, what have we heard a lot? Competitive depth, right? Which leads to, do you know the other buzzword? You've got competitive depth as one. Fill in the blank. Continuary football. Well, that's one, that's one, but there's another competitive that follows competitive depth leads to competitive stamina. We've been hearing there that, we go. too. So you may hear a lot of that tomorrow. But Brent definitely said recently that the Sooners have to be a much, much better fourth quarter team this year. We have better competitive depth. It's not where you know we need to be, but it's much better than what it was a year ago. So if you peel it back uh, and again like I said we have done exactly that you know our fourth quarters were atrocious last year so again you again five of our seven losses come down to one score so we're you know we we, we didn't have the competitive stamina that competitive depth will give you and 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 we you know the intent was was there uh, but the execution wasn't and and and, and I'm hey I haven't talked about the coaching you know and where we came up short you know in coaching and yeah. there's 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 quote unquote blame everywhere but it doesn't take much to be on the right side of it we're sure. on the wrong side of it and uh and so I think that we're going to have a, a better fourth quarter team you know so we've been you know uh you know purpose uh purposefully uh chasing um, the finish, the focus, the strain, and the, the focus to, to, to be a better finishing football team. In every part of our program, you know, that's been the focus in the, in the outer season. There you go, Brent Venables. That's our Ortho Central clip of the day with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, for a long time doing a great job. Now they have that Tri-City location, which services Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries, and they are the very best. All right. Um, you know, you – you think about last year, and yeah, their depth wasn't very good, particularly interior defensive linemen. I mean, how many snaps were they playing? Did he say playing close to 100 snaps or whatever? Um, I mean, they have to be better. They will be better just because of the numbers. 
you know, and not only the numbers, but, you know, some of these guys coming in, Desan McCullough, Reggie Pearson, Rondell Bothroyd, Trace Ford, if he's healthy, when Trace Ford has been healthy, he's, a beast. Been, he's been a menace to quarterbacks, a menace to quarterbacks. And I think, uh, you know, they are, they're going to be much deeper. Connor Neer, you're hearing that name a lot, yeah. too, you know, at the linebacker spot. They've got uh, DJ Terry from Tennessee, you know, that they added not long ago. They, they're going to be better. Look, it can't be much worse than it was it defensively cannot, no. a year ago. But I think they're going to uh, – I think they're going to be better. I really do on the defensive side of the ball. And um, Dylan Gabriel's got to shore up missing some of those uh, easy throws. He's a – He's a solid quarterback. He's not a star quarterback. Maybe this year he'll develop into a star quarterback. Now, there's like the ultra-star quarterback, which is a guy who goes to New York City and wins the Heisman or at least goes to the ceremony. Dylan's probably not going to be that guy unless Oklahoma has a great year. But he's got to be better on third and fourth down. And when he's got, you know, an easy uh, easy putt there on a fly pattern, look, it, quarterbacks are going to overthrow receivers. But there were too many of those where he just wasn't accurate enough. Last year, but I, I still think, like I said, you stack his numbers up against Quinn Ewers a year ago, <laughs> a lot better. It's a no contest. I, yeah, I know it's a no contest. Now, from a talent standpoint, and maybe an arm standpoint, is Quinn Ewers better thought of? Yeah, but again, I saw the game in Stillwater last year. I've seen a you know a guy who played really well against Alabama, but struggled in a lot of other games. And of course, he got hurt in the Bama game, but. Um, We'll see. I was Dylan a problem last year. Yes, but was he a major problem? No. No. I mean, he wasn't as big of a problem as everybody thinks he was. Yes, he needs to be better, but at times he played good enough to win you some ball games. And you want to talk about depth? That's what gave OU big problems last season, and they brought some help in through the transfer portal, especially well defensive line. You mentioned you didn't have many options. It feels like Isaiah Coe was kind of your main defensive lineman up there, but now you got more options. You mentioned Trace Ford, Bothroyd around the edge. Yeah. And I think you got a, a bunch of different guys that can make an impact in the secondary. They should some have, young guys. They should have some fresh bodies late in games. You shouldn't year. be you shouldn't yeah. be tired late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter. Right. That's what it felt like OU was last year. All right. Uh John from Tulsa, I put some thought on this. We should try shoot the thrill by A C D C and start the song with the live video of them walking down the tunnel. Um, to, to, to sooner, Garrett. Why don't you take a couple of these, Connor? Go ahead. What do you want sooner. <laughs> let me see if I can. Let me see if I can read this on air. <laughs> I'm going to keep that to myself. No, I mean that's <laughs> not bad. It's, it's a little out. Sooner, there. Gary. My wife wasn't cheating on me. She was just trying to create competitive depth and stamina. Yeah, okay. okay. Gary, yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah. You never know in these <laughs> nil days. You never know. The transfer portal is always open. The band is out of the field, says Brian in Tulsa. Yes, the uh, that Cal-Stanford game, man. It was the tuba player who got – was it the yeah. tuba player or the trombone player? It, I'm trying to think if it was a tuba or a trombone. I think it was the tuba guy who got ran over. Okay. So, classic finish. Ohio Sooner says, was really disappointed when we played FAMU in 2012 and they didn't bring their band. I think that's another team that's, yeah, yeah. Southern Conference. See what else we got. Yeah, that, I just got that one. So, the OU band uniforms look some, like something out of the Music Man movie from the early '60s. Most band uniforms are, let's face it, they aren't cool. 
you know. No. But they, they work from a distance. When you see them up close and personal, it's like, oh, geez. Billy and Joplin. Hey, Mike, how about we walking out to kickstart my heart from Motley Crue? There I, you I, can go, never, Billy. I can never go wrong with Motley Crue. I'll take that. It was a trombone player. Doug, what's up with the answer? It was a trombone player. Thank there you, Doug. Is. Thank you. You know, old man memory, dial up internet every now and then. Well, and here's the deal. Kickstart my heart when I would produce a lot of opens for other morning shows back in the day. Well, morning show that I was on, but I would um, one of the probably 60 percent of the time I would start with kickstart my heart as just the instrumental part of it. It'll get you charged up. One of the things you have to think of, though, these young kids these days, they have no idea who Motley Crue is now. Probably not. The you know, the fans in the stands, different story, but. You know, I don't know how much that plays into it. Clearly, when you see social media posts by OU, there's a lot of the hip-hop, newer stuff, most of it. But I'd be fine, Billy, with uh, Kickstart My Heart. Everybody's going, going. everybody's going crazy in the stands for Motley Crue, and you got players on the field wondering what the heck is this playing <laughs> yeah, over running, the speaker. Running out like, what? You know, <laughs> so... These kids these days, man, they don't know good rock and roll. It's that hippity-hop stuff, you know, all that drum machine and, you know, echo chamber and all that stuff. Ridiculous. You know, every generation, I believe, thinks the generation before them was better, or right? No, they, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, the, the World War II generation, yes, greatest generation, but, you know... I remember thinking, geez, these olds back when I was a teenager, they were ridiculous. But most of them are right because they've been through it. All right, we got a break right here. Time for a timeout. And, again, uh, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Parker's in 2-6 to six today. 2-6 to six today, so he will be on locked in. Uh, you know what's going to be interesting tomorrow? It's just us. I think uh, Pierce is coming in tomorrow. We can't have any guests because everybody's at the OU presser. So yeah, we'll have plague of Josh there yeah. early in the morning. We are going to have to make a lot of stuff up tomorrow. It's going to be a complete BS broadcast <laughs> for two hours. Just get ready. It's going to anger the 214 guy. And it, I mean, a lot. I mean, a bunch. Okay, we got a break. And uh, when we get back, we'll head back to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. And we'll uh, talk a little bit more about Dylan Gabriel. Keep it right here. We are back, the one and only uh, Riverwind Casino. Big announcement today. They do have another Beats and Bites show coming in October, October 22nd. Will be a show by the Gin Blossoms. I know a lot of you, uh, we thought the Gin Blossoms were going to be happening. Got weathered out, but uh, that was supposed to happen over the summer. Well, guess what? They're back. It's going to be October 22nd. On the uh, Coupe Works Beats and Bites stage. And thanks to Coupe Works, too, for putting on this show all the time. And I know Coupe Works has the uh, the great bar inside Riverwind Casino, but uh, pretty cool. You know, Coupe Works, big uh, local brewery. And, again, they have the uh, they sponsor uh, with Riverwind, obviously, Beats and Bites. They have the stage set up and everything. Gin Blossoms coming October 22nd. That is going to be Another big-time show. And uh, Riverwind Casino, if you guys haven't been out there, I'm telling you right now, all right, the renovations look unbelievable. They now have a Skyloft gaming area. They have nearly 3,000 electronic games, plus all your favorite table games. I mean, great poker room, off-track betting, two high-stakes areas, by the way. 
for the poker room. They had the Oasis area, non-smoking gaming area. And, of course, all the great uh, bars and dining, uh, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, the River Buffet. They've got an incredible food court. And now that food court is surrounded by all these television screens wrapped around it. One, it's like one giant screen with every channel on it. So it's it's just spectacular. It looks unbelievable. I know Justin, the general manager over there, they put a lot of work, a lot of thought, a lot of planning into this, and they had to, you know, kind of piecemeal it together so they wouldn't interrupt the Riverwind experience for everybody else while they were doing the renovation. But uh, it's done, and it looks unbelievable. So if you haven't been out there, get out there. And, again, remember – the uh, Gin Blossoms now. That is a new concert. It is a Beats and Bites outdoor show scheduled for October 22nd. You can buy your tickets now online at riverwind.com or you can get them inside the casino at the box office. And then we have uh, other shows at the Showplace Theater, of course, coming in August. We've got uh, Dwight Yoakam, uh, August 19th, Counting Crows, August 25th. And uh, we have another Beats and Bites show to close out the summer with Gary Allen, by the way, August 26th as well. Tickets online, riverwind.com, or at the casino box office. Dylan Gabriel was asked uh, recently at Big 12 Media Days his personal goals for the 2023 season. Just finding a way to get a W. You know, that's that's the main thing. And, you know, when you when you win, a lot of, a lot of things go away. You know, a lot of uh, things that... Maybe said or, or whatever, but finding ways to win is, is exactly what we want to do. You know, I, I try to, you know, tell everyone, how do you expect someone to respect you if, you know, you can't, you know, take them out and have a lot of fun off the field. So, you know, I try to have that side of it. But then also when I get on the field, you know, being able to be demanding towards one another, push one another. And um, I think just the type of guys we have um, makes it a lot easier for me. There you go. Dylan Gabriel again. Um, you know, you don't see him very high on a lot of these quarterback lists, and he can use that as motivation. And, again, did he have a decent year last year? Yeah, he was pretty good. You know, clearly the Sooners, when he wasn't out there, <laughs> they were done. But, uh, you know, nobody wants to go through what happened to the Cotton Bowl again last year ever. Luckily, the Longhorns missed an extra point. It would have been a hell, half a hundred. You know, Barry Switzer, the, the Longhorns would have hung half a hundred. On OU, and that that should never happen. But um, he's got to clean things up. He's got to I – th- I don't know if it was the uh, – first of all, again, and clearly people know this, he's not in the same league with Baker, Kyler Murray, or Jalen Hurts, or any of those guys. Doesn't mean – was Josh Heupel? No. And he was ended up being runner-up for the Heisman Trophy that, that year. Josh Heupel was very smart. Josh Heupel was a great leader. That's what Dylan Gabriel needs to be. And you see, you know, teammates seem to like him a lot, you know. I think it's a list. I think it was Friday they didn't have him in the top 20. Top 20. Yeah. So I forget who that was. But, yes, that will fire him up. He's got to be better. But I'm going to keep saying this. He was good enough to win any games last year. He does have to fix some things, especially on third down. you got to find ways to keep drives going, especially when the defense gets you a stop. You can't go three and out and take not even a minute off the clock and give it back. Well, and, and not to excuse the situation, but it's a lot different trying to convert a big third or fourth down when you're playing for the Oklahoma Sooners than it is for UCF. You know? I mean, look, you should still be able to make the throw. I'm thinking about the one to Drake Stoops against Kansas State. And, look, you can, any great quarterback, you can go back and find the missing throws. But there were too many that were missed last year because a lot of it was pretty darn good, you know? 
And a bunch of guys open on the deep balls. And we know at Oklahoma, because we were very blessed with Baker and Kyler, those guys were able to connect on some of those deep throws. And OU just didn't have any of those big plays last season because Dylan Gabriel just he missed on some of those guys. All right, let's get back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'll let you take over. 405 says, P.S., I want my fifth star. Okay, we have to look back through the text. What and, was the uh, have text? the committee uh, look. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Also, Dylan Gabriel's stats are better than Josh Heupel's stats, yet Heupel was a superstar. Yeah, and, you know, it's about winning games, right? That's, that's the key. And uh, I think Dylan Gabriel's stats last year was 25 touchdowns and six interceptions. When you look at that, you'll be like, oh, he had a pretty good season. But it doesn't show. I mean, he missed on some big-time throws yeah. on third down. Yeah, and stats don't always show the whole I, they story. They don't. Yeah, right? they don't. But uh, he, he's got to be better. And Brent, Brent said that the other day, and so Jeff Levy. So. And it's not like they were dogging the kid, but he does. He, he did have a share of drops as well. Uh, Todd Bates Nemesis says, I'm a five-star plus. <laughs> I'll have to go back and see some of these texts. He said, DG was one of the worst quarterbacks in the country on third and fourth down. Hey, that's true. Big Rich and OKC, a lot of drops, too, last year. But the only thing that tied is dogging uh, Ronnie Crimson. And Ronnie Crimson, he calls him an old. That's fine. These young whippersnappers, you know. Um, Ronnie Crimson is completely dedicated to the Oklahoma Sooners and the recruiting class. So, you know. 405, fourth quarter touchdowns. Gabriel had a total of four last season. Two of those four came against Texas Tech. No, they've got look, and that's what Brent's talking about, too, being a better fourth quarter team. Dylan Gabriel has got to be better. I, I don't think – look, the quarterback's going to be the whipping boy, the quarterback, the offensive coordinator, the defense. You know, the four, the four Rushmore people are the quarterback, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, and the head coach. They're going to get – Gabriel <laughs> literally overthrew governments <laughs> last year. Now, see, that's good comedy yeah. right there. Yeah, he did a couple times. But speaking of fourth quarter, it felt like in every game, except except for Texas and TCU, that offensively OU looked pretty solid in the first half. It just went sideways in the second half, especially, well, there you go, in the fourth well, quarter. Well, guess what? If he struggles this year, there's a guy, Jackson, <laughs> Arnold's. Is right there. Which is that going to pick up Dylan Gabriel's game, knowing that he's got a pretty talented quarterback right behind him, and it's not like last season where you are the one option that we have at quarterback. Yeah. Okay, what's Drew Sooner have to say? Mm-hmm. He just said that accom- accomplishment is impressive. No, but he's saying on <laughs> – Oh, hold on. At, at this, go ahead. At the Spark game last night, people were asking Bevel, hey, aren't you Starocko's boyfriend? <laughs> well, I mean, how else would you say it? I mean, Starocko has I, – I, you know, I hate dogging Davis Bevel. I, I don't like I, him. I, I'm sure he's a really I, good guy. Yeah, it is. But it, it was a, the whole thing was a nightmare wrapped in a total disaster down in the Cotton Bowl. But, yeah, he says that accomplishment is very impressive, Drew Sooner. So – so also says, Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line, gains were lost due to poor defense, not lack of scoring. Yeah, there's, there's different ways you can look at there, it. There was a lot of blame to go around, but I think more of it certainly was on the defense. But, look, they have to – JFA is Mariana Rivera. Come in at crucial spots and deliver. Yes, he can be that. But, uh, yeah, defense last year 
fourth quarter not being able to get stops when you needed it to get it back to the offense. Our last national championship was orchestrated by a second-year lefty. That's right. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And we got one second year at Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel. The Red October run was just unbelievable. I mean, it was so it was unbelievable. So, all right, we get a break right here to seven o'clock. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Yeah, I, I, look, Jackson Arnold. Hopefully, we'll get in and get some meaningful snaps, but it would be best certainly for Sooner fans if Dylan Gabriel, you know, improves a couple notches and has a better season than a year ago, and they don't have to, you know, resort to even thinking about Jackson Arnold, just getting him meaningful reps. I think you want both of that, though, Dylan Gabriel to play well, then also Jackson Arnold gets some snaps in yes, the game throughout absolutely. the season. You'll take both. Yeah, not just clean up in the Arkansas State game, you know, or something. All right, break time right here, 405-651-3439. Be right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Okay, we are back. Good to have you with us. One more segment here. I want to tell you guys about something that's really cool that's going to be happening in the Norman area with some very special people. The National Blind Baseball World Series is happening this week in Norman. It's going to be out at the Gillis Roeder Soccer Complex. Starts tomorrow. All right, and uh, you guys are probably familiar with one of our longtime listeners, Benny, Benny Meyer. Benny, great dude. He has uh, been blind for as long as I've known him. Benny used to play on this team called the Bombers, and Benny was very instrumental in uh, helping the rise of what has also been called beatball, of course. It's the National Blind Baseball World Series going to be happening in Norman at the uh, soccer complex over there on Robinson, all right? And the Oklahoma Lookouts will be playing the Austin Blackhawks tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. It'll still be cool. Oklahoma has got to defeat anything from Austin. Now, Benny, I don't think he's going to be playing, but he's going to be out there supporting Benny Meyer. We, we've loved Benny, uh, a lot of us here on the radio for a long time because he's a great caller and a great dude, so courageous and just has kept such a great attitude. But that's going to be happening. If you want to go out and cheer the uh, the teams on, starts tomorrow, the National Blind Baseball World Series. I have gone out. I did a story on uh, Benny and uh, the guys back when I was still doing television. And, you know, they pitched the beeping ball in their direction. They hit it. The fielders try and find the ball. It's beeping, a very loud beep. And then you run to what is first base, really the only base, at least it's, unless it's changed, and you basically hug or tackle like a what would be a blocking dummy, an old-school blocking dummy, and that's a run. But it's really cool, and, uh, you know, these people deserve our support. And, uh, you know, at least even if you can't out, get out there, they will be doing a live stream on NBBA. That's NBBA.org live stream. Just look for the live stream. It'll be right there on the website. Uh, tomorrow when it all begins, the Oklahoma Lookouts playing the Austin Blackhawks at 8.30 a.m. tomorrow. A lot more games. It's going to be going on over there all day through Saturday. So check out the National Blind Baseball World Series happening this week in Norman. All right, that's nbba.org. All right, they'll have the live stream, uh, the live stream link there for you. Okay, uh, go ahead, Connor. 918, the losses last year was a total team failure. Yeah, we touched on that a little bit. 
I know the defense didn't get much stops late in the game, but there was at times the offense was stagnant too. Go back to OSU. I mean, a dominant first quarter, then what? After that, offense couldn't really do anything, but the defense got you stops. Well, and think about it. How many times were the Sooners saved by a superstar quarterback? You know, during the Mule Shoe era where the defense, you know, and at times at one point, you know, when you had Isaiah Thomas, Perry on Winfrey, Nick Benito, DTY, all those guys, Brian Osamoa, those are some pretty talented guys. And they had a few moments here and there, but not enough. And those guys, NFL too, that was a pretty, yeah. pretty good defense. 405, guys, Jackson Arnold hasn't thrown a ball in a college game. Give the kid a game or two before you throw him to the Wolves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're you're hoping if you're a Sooner fan that you can get Jackson Arnold in there for some halfway meaningful snaps when the Sooners have a game in hand. But you would rather see Dylan Gabriel be healthy all year, finish out the season, and give the torch to. But you want Jackson Arnold to get his feet wet enough because when he takes the Sooners into the SEC, he needs some experience, and he'll get some. Yeah, I know those games that he has a chance to, I mean, early on in the year, if you get a big lead against Arkansas State, then you can throw Jackson Arnold in there and see what he can do. But this dude's going to be the face of your... Here's the deal, though. What if, Connor, in fall camp, I mean, people have been raving about, what if he is clearly the better quarterback in the fall? Then, (laughs) You know, I've always been play your best player. Yeah, I know, but... You know, but... Um, and I, I think Dylan Gabriel will have a leash if he doesn't perform well. There's yeah. going to be no no thinking about it. Just throw, throw Jackson Arnold in there and see what he can do. But, again, the best situation is to have Jackson Arnold for as long as you can in the SEC when, you make your, when you're there in the, uh, the fall of uh, 2024. You want, you want to have Jackson Arnold with some experience under his belt. And, uh, but then again, you, know, you never know what can happen. Dylan Gabriel has been injured, clearly. In the past, and uh, I don't know what the percentages of are, are now these days that you're going to have your starting quarterback available to start every game for, like, a college program. Sooner, Steven, DG better perform well. I put a bet for him to win the Heisman in Vegas. What, what odds did you get? Sooner I was about to Steven? say, what are those odds? I would say. What Not would a you bad think, bet. What I mean, would you think that Dylan Gabriel would be, like, 50-1, to 40-1? to 1? Something like that? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go 50 or 60. I know he's not going to be up there. He was last year, but after this past season, it probably went down. I agree it was a team fail, but this team last season showed what they can be also. All right, let's get one more in real quick. Blue Whale Sooner, previous radio host, Plank. Uh, said so there is zero chance of a quarterback battle. I do not agree. Well, you know, uh, Plank's around there. He he's talked to a lot of people. He clearly knows what he's talking about. But I'm just saying, I'm just throwing out that scenario out there that if it comes out and Jackson Arnold, who's already been very impressive, really lights it up, just throwing out a possible scenario. Matters how Gabriel plays. If he takes it up a notch, then Dylan Gabriel could be your guy. Yeah. All right, we got to get out of here. Want to say thank you to uh, our great sponsors. Thanks to uh, Dr. Bellardo and the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma. Appreciate you guys very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the one and only Riverwind Casino New Beats and Bites show is scheduled October 22nd with the Gin Blossoms. Have a great rest of your Monday.